Hi, welcome to the Care to Change podcast. We are grateful that you've joined us. Today, we're continuing our series on purpose, hope, and healing with a conversation between April Bordeaux, our director, and one of our student therapists, Seth Baker. They'll be talking about the difference between coping and healing. We appreciate your listening and hope that this episode will provide you with more practical solutions for positive change. Hi, everyone. I'm April Bordeaux. Welcome back to our podcast. We are in the middle of a series about hope and healing and purpose in life during this Suicide Awareness and Prevention Month. And as always, I have a guest with me today that I'm so excited that he is joining us. Seth Baker, thank you for coming today. Why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about who you are and uh, your role here at Care to Change? Yeah, thank you. I am, well, one, really honored and humbled to get to be here and, and share and talk with you today. Um, like April said, I'm Seth Baker. I was the kids pastor at Westbridge Church for a little over six years um, before I just felt the Lord leading in my heart to, to go back to school and pursue a master's in counseling and care to change was a big place that I wanted to be a part of even from the beginning of that journey. And um, I just have that heart for the Lord, heart for ministry heart for others and in a heart to help walk with people through really difficult seasons of their lives. And I am so glad you're on our team. I know I tell you that often, but I met Seth uh, when he was a a student minister, kids pastor out at Westbridge. And never did I know at that moment, obviously, that he would be joining our Care to Change team. And so I am so grateful and so glad that you bring Uh, the experience that you have working with kids and families, and now you're using it in a different capacity. Um, And today's topic is one I'm sure that you have different viewpoints on, given your role in the church, but also now coming on as a a therapist here at Care to Change. And so um, today's topic is actually about the difference between coping and healing. And um, this is an important topic because Um, Over the past, you know, 18 months, two years at this point, it it feels like longer. We have had so many things thrown at us that we have really had to, and we, by we, I mean a collective we, those who are in the professional realm, those who are staying at home, those who are working not in mental health capacity, everyone who's living and breathing has had to utilize some form of coping skill Uh, really to just get through what life and culture has been bringing at this point. And so, um, but I also know there's a difference between coping and healing. And so that's today what we really want to talk about is when is it best to cope and when do you know it's time really to go to a deeper level and find true healing that brings lasting change. So let's dive in first to uh, begin with just identifying you know, Seth, what is the difference between coping and healing? What's What does coping mean? Yeah, um, you know, I was thinking about this topic and praying through this topic, and, and one of the things I did was just do a Google search on the definition of coping yeah. and healing, and, and it was neat because coping, the definition is to deal effectively with something difficult. Um, and I think we've all experienced difficult things uh, probably this week, probably today in some regard. And the definition of healing is is to cause a wound, injury, or, or a person uh, to become sound and healthy again. 
Um, and I think with any difficulty, any hurt, any wound, there's a sense of we have to cope. We have to cope with the, the pain. We have to cope with um, the uncertainty, the turmoil that's going on. Um, but that coping is, is dealing with that. And the, the healing is is making that whole again or making us whole again. Thinking through this, I had a friend back in January who hurt his knee, and I think he was playing basketball or something and hurt his knee and thought, hey, you know, if I just rest it a bit, work it a bit, and try to try to do, you know, physical therapy on that to build up the strength, I'll, I'll be good. Um, but in time, that pain wasn't going away, and he was managing that pain. He was coping with that pain, trying to, to strengthen that pain, but realized it wasn't healing. And as he went to the doctors to take a look at it, realized really he, he needed surgery in order mm. to fix it. So he had to go into surgery and six weeks of recovery and everything. But um, that idea of we can cope with pain, we can cope with, with our injuries. But sometimes in order to really take that pain away or take the turmoil that's going on, um, it, it requires something a little deeper mm. um, that might cause more pain in the short term, but in the long term, will will make us sound and make us whole again. Right. So coping would be using the crutches and healing would be potentially the, the surgery in this case. Yeah. And I love that analogy. Uh, a few couple of months ago, a few months ago, I went to a training, experiential uh, training out in California and um, put on by a great organization. And um, one of the facilitators there made a statement that I'm going to, I'm going to use my own words, but it, it's, it went something like getting a massage is really great unless you need a tumor removed. Hmm. And so if you're feeling pain, you know, in your back, for example, and you go get a massage for a moment, it's like you get some relief, you know, you get through maybe the day that's needed or that next hour. But if it's, if it's a tumor causing the back pain, then, you know, it, it just is going to come right back. And so to your point, and, you know, it, it, massage is great. Coping is great. Um, we do need to have tools that help us to deal with um, whatever is coming our way, whatever mm. life stressors come our way. I mean, it's important to have that. Mm. Uh, but if we want to, to walk whole, to be sound again, mm-hmm. uh, then healing is required. And so I love that you look that up and that there's such a unique difference so from a practical standpoint, you know, we say often here, we're offering you practical solutions for positive change. So from a practical standpoint, let's talk a little bit about what does coping look like practically and what does healing look like practically? Yeah, well, you with coping, uh, I think I mentioned it earlier, with any sort of pain or upheaval or, or struggle or difficulty, you know, by definition is, is dealing effectively with that. Um, with that pain. And so, you know, coping is having a really stressful week, a really stressful time. Well, how, how are you managing that? How are you going to, to work with that, to deal with that? How are you going to keep, you know, even your thinking um, positive to help to help your spirits continue to be high and, and to be like, hey, I can make it through this. I can make it through this time. And also kind of asking yourself that question, well, where where is the source of this pain coming from? Is it something maybe temporary that I need to just deal with this effectively for a season or, or is it something a little deeper that, that requires a little bit more mm-hmm. to work through? I I'm thinking as you're saying that about some of the people that we see here at care to change who are going through loss, hmm. um, whether it's loss, um, of a relationship, uh, sometimes it's loss from a marriage. Sometimes it's, 
you know, a child who's uh, making decisions that's not in line with the parent's value system and there's grief involved there. And, and so um, my initial thought was of, you know, some of these um, really heartbreaking um, stories of people who are walking through um, divorce. And Mm. in those moments, how do I get through Mm. um, the logistical pieces of um, what's happening here? And so um, that's when we talk about, you know, things like getting a lot of rest mm-hmm. and making sure that you're taking care of your body um, by, you know, feeding it nutrients mm-hmm. and um, making sure that you're moving and exercising and getting hydration and staying connected to friends. These are all things, you know, journaling, mm-hmm. these things that we talk about, um, mental health strengthening, you know, uh, these are all essentially coping skills yeah. and they're important especially during these transitions and during these difficult seasons, like you said, um, and they're, and it's practical, it's practical to Mm -hmm. say, well, rest, because that's the foundation for your mental health. And Mm -hmm. if you're not sleeping well, um, or getting quality sleep, then you're, you won't be at your best to be able to function through whatever it is that happens today or tomorrow, you know, or, um, you know, feeding your brain the nutrients that's needed. So these are all great when it comes to, are there, before I move on to the healing, are there other coping sort of strategies that you give to kids, you know, or families when you see them? I know, I know a lot of times I go to the body, like, and Mm -hmm. and the journaling and um, the exercise and the nutrition, because I think it's such an important part of, you know, being able to walk through. Are there other coping strategies that you uh, ask people or, you know, recommend to people that you see? Yeah, well, journaling is one of the big things we always talk about, Mm -hmm. too. I mentioned to a lot of my my clients, particularly when they're older. One thing I always try to to tell them, too, is is giving space to honor the pain. Mm. Um, You know, there's a a place for coping through distraction, like, hey, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to do something to take my mind off of this. There's a place to, to, you know, cope with it through exercising and making sure you're getting enough rest and healing and eating well. Um, I think there's also a place in coping to, to let that sink in and let that Mm -hmm. feel, Mm -hmm. especially when it comes from a loss, a loss of a relationship, a loss of a loved one, um, encountering those feelings, but, but honoring them, but not wallowing in them Mm. and how, how can we give space to grieve, give space Mm -hmm. to hurt, um, and then give space to be like, okay, I need to set this aside now and move past for the time before I continue, you mm-hmm. know, going back to that space. I love that. Um, and I think that's a great shifting into, because there are these, you know, we can give you the top 20 ways to cope or whatever, uh, and things. And, and like I said, and we're, we're talking about here, they're important to do those things. Um, but there's a, there's a time and a space and this is what you're kind of you're tr- kind of drawing into that healing when you say, and I, I might mess up your words here, but something like give space to honor, mm. you know, that yeah. pain. And that to me seems like almost, well, the first step would be to recognize, well, I'm, I'm doing all these things that are coping, but I'm not seeing the change or the relief that I really mm. need. So I'm coping, you know, I'm exercising, I'm resting, I'm you know, I'm, I'm, I'm spending time with friends, I'm journaling, I'm praying, I'm doing these things, but I'm not getting that relief that I really, really want to live with, that, that feeling of wholeness. Mm-hmm. So how do we live whole, right? Um, W-H-O-L-E. How do we yeah. live, you know, completely free and whole? And that, um, so, you know, it seems to be the, the first step is 
recognizing, yeah, I'm doing all these coping, but I'm not seeing the change. I need to do something different. And then I think what you said about let's, you know, give space to honor the pain that seems um, almost counterintuitive because Mm -hmm. our bodies are wired to protect ourselves from pain, Mm -hmm. to heal pain, to move on from pain, to, you know, we have band-aids to put over the pain. You know, there's so much, let's put some, you know, ointment on if we hurt our legs or our arms or, you know, pardon, like, let's put some ointment on to kind of numb the pain. Mm -hmm. You know, we're sort of programmed to distract ourselves or to numb ourselves or pretend it's not, or even to barrel through. Mm -hmm. I'll just get through this. And so we barrel through in what you say about giving yourself the space to honor the pain that sounds so counterintuitive, Mm -hmm. you know, to just pause and say, this is painful. Yeah. Um, And to honor the fact that it is okay to feel pain because we're human and it doesn't, feeling pain doesn't mean we're defective. Mm -hmm. It means that we're human, right? So being able to honor, yes, you know, this hurts the season is hard because it's, it's hurt. It's painful, mm-hmm. um, is maybe a first step in moving toward healing is honoring that pain. How does someone, um, you know, take that space in what, what does that look like when someone says, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to give space to honor the pain. What does that look like? I think about it a lot from, from a spiritual perspective, mm-hmm. you know, as a, as a believer, as a Christian, as one who knows and follows Christ, um, thinking how he is big enough to hold my pain mm. and to take care of my pain. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for me personally, if, if I'm feeling a lot of, of pain or turmoil or something or, or struggling or wrestling with all of this stuff, kind of goes back to we can cope we can do all of these things mm-hmm. we can even give space for that that healing but but really to find true healing i think we need one who is who is big enough to hold our our mm. wounds and hold our pain and and to heal us mm-hmm. um and jesus you know calm the great physician and and i guess um a big step you know first peter says uh to cast our anxieties on him for mm-hmm. he cares for us and mm-hmm. and just that idea of Jesus inviting his people to to come to him when we're mm-hmm. weary and burdened and he will give us rest and and really feeling that pain and bringing that before the Lord and and sitting with the Lord in that pain I think is is a huge step um for believers mm-hmm. and for people in Christ to to know that I'm feeling this this isn't the way it, it's supposed mm-hmm. to be that this isn't the way it's meant to be but Jesus is big enough to hold it mm-hmm. and to lead me through it and to to give my heart what I need to to find healing in that and you know for the listeners because this sounds um it's so profound what you're saying. And I I don't want the listeners to miss this because I think as people, what we tend to do when we say this is painful, this really hurts. Okay. I'm going to give space, you know, to honor the fact that this is painful to me. I'm going to recognize it, not count myself as weak, Mm -hmm. not try to numb out in Mm -hmm. whatever way I choose, not try to distract myself and not try to barrel through it. I'm going to actually pause and honor this pain and say, this is hard and tough and I'm hurting. I, I think what we tend to do, maybe, I know I'm guilty of this, is we want to give that anxiety or that pain to whoever's closest to us. Mm. And so we want them to hold it for us. Mm. And there is a time and space for another person walking alongside. Absolutely. You know, we are, we are, you know, built for connection and where two or three are gathered, but it says, you know, when two or three are gathered, God is in mm. the midst. And so it wasn't gather with your two or three to kind of spread out the pain so they can hold it. It's really to invite God in, 
into this. And mm. so while it's healthy and good to say, I'm going to um, ask my friends or my loved ones, those closest to me to walk through this with me, the reality is they weren't meant to bear the full burden just the same way we are not meant to bear that burden, right? Absolutely. I love that idea because even even in sharing and, and coming alongside someone else who, mm-hmm. is, who is burdened, that community of believers, you, you're inviting Christ into that space too mm-hmm. and having friends to, to help lift you up to him, mm-hmm. I think is part of, of what carrying that burden can be for someone else or having someone help you carry your burden, but not taking the whole weight right. of that on themselves too. And that's, and it's so important because, you know, as friends, they begin, you know, they can share. And then if you're the friend on the receiving and holding this space and holding this burden, all of a sudden, what are you going to do with it? Hmm. Now that they've handed it to you, what are you going to do with it? Well, it's not for you to bear alone um to be a support to encourage to walk alongside but it's it you know sometimes pain is too heavy uh for another person and so to to expect another person to hold it for you can be disappointing um you know if they don't come through if they're not available if they don't say the right things and so it can lead to, you know, sort of compounded hurt. Like I took this to my husband or I took this to my best friend or I took this to my wife and then I didn't get the response or the validation or the hearing or the time or or fill in the blank of what the person feels like is needed. And now I have an additional sort of disappointment and hurt. And that's because we weren't meant to hand that pain to someone else as much as we were to say, let's take it to the cross yeah, and say, I need to, I need to lay this here because it's not right to give it to someone else and no one else can kind of hold this because it's too heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it's not negating the importance of having another person because, you know, that's what we're here for. We're here for community and uh, building each other up and encouraging one another and, and care, you know, carrying each other's burdens and that sort of thing, but not um, excluding the one who can actually bring the healing yeah, um, that's really, really needed. Yeah. And I think it's, I just, as you're talking, I'm thinking of, of, you know, who Christ is and what he did on the cross. You know, Christ is considered to be a great high priest, our great high priest, and says we don't have one who is, you know, can't understand our weaknesses, who can't, uh, sympathize with our weaknesses but he experienced our weaknesses and on the cross he he felt the full weight of all of our pain mm-hmm. and all of our suffering that we experience on life and in all of our you know our sinfulness and our brokenness as well and and he put all of that on himself and and rose victorious mm-hmm. and so that idea of bringing that to the cross it's not bringing it to to god who just kind of pushes it aside mm-hmm. or says don't worry about that it's like yes i understand like i've i mm-hmm. felt that and and even so much more and and i'm here for you to support you and to give you mm-hmm. um that healing and and true satisfaction and wholeness that you're looking for yeah that's so rich um you know, and, and you said something earlier that I want to go back to because so we, we've talked about, you know, coping and mm-hmm. we can, you know, we can list all kinds of coping strategies. We do it on social media all the time. Have you done these? You know, sometimes we call them self-care, mm-hmm. you know, and essentially self-care and coping can be they're not the same. They're different, but they can be used um, interchangeably at yep. times depending on the situation and season and such. But um, to enter into the space of healing. And one of the things that you said, and I want to go back to it because um, when we create the space to honor the pain, like you're talking about, and we say, I'm going to bring my friends or my closest people in with me, you know, t- hopefully to remind them 
to take it to the one who's really big mm-hmm. enough to hold, right, um, this pain. Um, but you said not to waller in it. So I want to go back to that because I know a lot of times what we get here at Care to Change, people say, I just feel stuck. Hmm. So they recognize the pain. They recognize the hurt and the hard, right? But they stay there. Hmm. And a loved one has said, you've got to get some help because I've done everything I can do. And you've, you know, and we say it often, you can lead the horse to water, but you can't make them drink. Mm-hmm. And so um, what's the difference between, um, I, I know this is like a, the million dollar question, but what's the difference between creating the space to honor your pain and when is the line drawn for it? Now it's you're wallowing. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, it's a really good question. Cause you know, you, you have that idea. If you're really experiencing the full weight of the, the pain mm-hmm. that you feel inside, um, it doesn't always just go away right. and there's that time. And I think sometimes, and, and I'm thinking about it a lot of, of personally, how I would deal mm-hmm. with, with stress or stuff like that, or I guess walking with my clients through that is, is bringing that, you know, before the Lord, as I'm sitting there thinking and I'm feeling all of that, um, at some point it's like, okay, well, what am I going to do with this? Right. You know, it's here. I feel it. I'm it's there, but there's also something maybe I need, I, mm-hmm. I need to do with this too. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it takes time. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes it, it takes a long time kind of feeling the same pain, going mm-hmm. through the same things. But there's also responsibilities that we have. And, and those coping mechanisms really help dealing with those mm-hmm. difficult times. Be like, okay, maybe I haven't fully processed this yet. Maybe mm-hmm. I have still have work that needs to do. Maybe I'm in week one of recovery of a six-week mm-hmm. journey. Um, and, and almost maybe sometimes putting a lid on, on the box and setting it aside to do what you need to do for mm-hmm. that time. Or I know for me, I can think of many times where, where I've just been alone with the Lord being really open and honest about either frustrations or stuff that's just unrest in my soul, pain in my soul, maybe darkness, like just feeling a darkness in my soul and just laying that all before the Lord. And all of a sudden hearing him whisper one, one little thing, whether it's I'm with you mm. or you know, like I'm enough for you or, or mm-hmm. any of those, mm-hmm. oh, there's almost like a whisper in my heart and all of a sudden it all goes away. Like, mm. yeah, you know, maybe what I'm feeling really stinks right now, or maybe I'm in a really hard season of life right now, but, but being reminded of that truth that, that God is with me, that mm-hmm. he loves me. And he, once again, he's big enough to, mm-hmm. to carry me through and, and to lead me to do what he's asking me to mm-hmm. do. I think it, it helps pull yourself out mm-hmm. of that for, for what you need to do. And, and it's part of that journey. Yeah. Um, to go back to the analogy that you used at the beginning, mm-hmm. um, a friend of yours um, who had hurt his knee, his yeah. knee, um, you know, I'm thinking about, okay, so he could cope, get the, get the crutches, um, you know, walk on the one side, prop it up at night, put ice on it. At some point he says, I don't know if it's he or she, but at some point he says, gosh, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to do something about mm-hmm. this because this isn't, you know, this is that point this hurts. Mm -hmm. I can't change it based on what I'm doing. It's not making a difference. I'm going to call the doctor. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it's like at some point you say, okay, I've done everything I can do. It's not bringing the healing that I need Mm -hmm. or want. It's time to make a phone call. Yeah. I have to phone a friend. I have to call my therapist. I have to um, research therapist. I have to, there's some action that's required um, if it's just not going away and you've done everything hmm. you know to do. And that I think is important for listeners. So employ your coping skills. Um, but if you've already done that and you're listening and you're saying, I've done all those things, 
even, you know, like prayed and journaled and really done. I'm just not, it's just not changing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when it's time to pick up the phone yeah. and to call, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's care to change or whether it's your therapist, if they're not at care to change, whoever it is um, that can say, I'm going to walk you through the next step because sometimes action is required. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can't sit here and prescribe what action is required for everyone because we don't know their <laughs> circumstance, right? But oh, yeah. there's a point where, okay, I've, I've done all the coping. I've taken it you know, to, to God in prayer. I've been journaling this. I'm not, I'm not seeing the change mm-hmm. um, that I really need to be, to be whole, right? To be whole, to go back to the, the definition. So action is needed which Mm -hmm. means I need to um, make a call to find out what is that next step. And I think that's a great place um, really to, to leave our listeners to say to you, um, you know, if, if you're in a place where you need more coping, obviously we can help. But if you're in a space where you're saying, I just really want healing, I want more than just a set of activities to help me get through the day. I want to restore wholeness Mm -hmm. um, or feel whole maybe for the first time, because we don't know where, that brokenness um, occurred. It could have happened years and years ago um, mm-hmm. and feeling the same effects from it. Uh, what I want to say to you is, is reach out. We weren't meant to travel this road mm-hmm. of life alone. And so uh, that's really why Care to Change is here Absolutely. to bring hope and to remind you of your purpose and really to be an avenue of healing. So thank you for joining us. Those of you who are listening, I know this is a tender topic. Yeah. Uh, maybe landed lots of places. Seth, thank you for sharing your wisdom. Yeah, it was great to be a part. And I guess if I could just say yeah. one more thing that's on my mind about this is sometimes it's easy, I think, to have our, our physical health can be a picture that's mm-hmm. easy to understand mm-hmm. of our, maybe our emotional health too. But the surgery can almost be scarier than mm. the coping yeah. because you're, you're, it's the coping is a known. Okay. I have this pain. I've mm-hmm. learned how to manage this pain. I've learned how to deal with this pain, but the surgery is something new. Right. The, the, the way means of healing is a lot more painful at mm-hmm. first and it's a scary road and I don't know how it's going to go. What if something goes wrong or what if I'm never yeah. right again? And I think sometimes recognizing, okay, well, what do I really need to heal in that call, you know, yeah. coming in to be like, what, what is it that's required? What, what yeah. is the surgery that's needed? Um, that can be scary too, but I think in every situation it's better in the long run. That's so good. That's so good. Yes. Sometimes the unknown of the surgery is scares us away from making the call. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that is, that's so good. Thank you for sharing that. Um, as always, thank you for joining us. Um, looking forward to uh, next week. Please continue to send your questions. You can text them to our care line. Um, we'll put that in the show notes. Um, thank you again for joining us. Please connect with us on our different social media, whatever your favorite is. And uh, you know, subscribe if you like what you're hearing today. We have more for you and we're here for you. And thanks again. We'll, we'll chat with you soon. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Care to Change podcast. To see resources mentioned in this episode, check out the show notes below. If you have questions from this episode or would like to hear more, please reach out to us on our care line at 317-979-7133 or email us at help at care2change.org. We invite you to follow us on social media, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, LinkedIn, and YouTube to hear more about our conversation topics. 
Again, we thank you for joining us and hope we have offered you practical solutions for positive change.